Erica. And Liana. Come join us on Patreon. Where you can unlock weekly episodes, videos, and... Be invited to Patreon-exclusive Zoom meetups. Just download the Patreon app and search for Night Guys Podcast. Or go to the website, www.patreon.com forward slash nightguyspodcast. You can join for as little as $2 a month for full access. See you on Patreon. Squiddle deedle 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 deedle. It's Erica. And it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime. We'll cover it all. But today is a different day. We have a special guest today. He runs an Instagram page at uh, haunted.historian. Please follow him if you don't already. And he shares local and international haunted locations and also gives us a brief historical glimpse uh, at these wonderful haunted places. Please, everybody, welcome and thank you again for joining us, Connor Gossel. Yay! Hi. Hey, guys. It's great to be here. It's great to be here. Oh, we really appreciate it. <laughs> so great to have no, you. Bl- we are very believe me, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a nice shake up of my day to be able to, uh, to slow down beyond research, get, get to actually talk some ghosts. So it's always <laughs> an enjoyable process. Yeah, I know. I kind of look that. ghostly today. I've got, I, we can't adjust the light in this room, so... I look like probably like one of your subjects. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You do look. I know. I, we've been trying to fix it. We can't. Fitting. Um, it's fitting. <laughs> so, Connor, before we get really started into what you do, we have a very important question to ask you, Erica. Little, little icebreaker. It's very difficult. Um, so, your thoughts on pineapple on pizza how do you feel about that <laughs> oh boy <laughs> this is really the hardest not... question you will get this whole time <laughs> well you, you I, I did not expect that kind of a question uh i'm a pretty I'm, I'm a plain jane guy i find something i love and i stick to it that being said i am adventurous for me on pizza is like throwing on the occasional bacon so pineapple is just not really something that <laughs> i look at it's okay, I've always Hot been like tea. a cheese pizza or I'm real Erica and I love olives. We're gross. Yeah. So we, if it ain't fixed, don't broke it. And I, don't, <laughs> yeah. sorry, if, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> and I, I think just pineapple will break the entire pizza experience. I, I, I feel as though this question comes from you guys already having your own kind of opinion about that. <laughs> no, I, we have no opinion, none. <laughs> we actually have this problem where we really heart, like really intensely agree to something and then we sit there and talk about it and we end up talking ourselves out of it. it this yeah, happens almost regularly on the, on the episodes. We don't know how it happens, but it does. <laughs> so one day we may really like it and then other days it's we don't. the worst Today, decision ever love pineapple on pizza (laughs) just today just Just today today. we'll see how tomorrow goes yeah so but in all seriousness connor uh thank you again and if you in your own words could just kind of briefly give us a little background on what it is that you do yeah so uh about three years almost now which is crazy to say about three years back uh really to kind of fill in uh 
kind of spooky desires and creepy thoughts in the sense of ghostly <laughs> locations and paranormal happenings. Nothing, nothing outside of that. <laughs> Out of context, I, that I, sentence could be scary. I had just gone to, um, to college and my team and I, you know, all being of similar age, we were all split up for the first time. We weren't able to travel around and actually go to places around the Midwest, uh, down in Southern Ohio, where we all grew up. And so I created this Instagram page where I thought, you know, while I'm in college or for the months that we're all separated before we can get together for breaks and do investigations, it'd be really cool to kind of cultivate a paranormal community where everybody can share their own experiences, be it uh, going to popular locations, things that are happening at their residences, things that they've experienced, uh, odd tidbits they've come across on the internet, there's some crazy stories on there. And mm -hmm. I really just thought, you know, it'd be really fun to have people to talk to and be involved with. And uh, it really turned into something more over the course of, of several years now to where we really spend hours upon hours researching, talking with um, city residents and uh, the owners of these locations to document and provide context behind some of the, um, the countries and the world's most haunted destinations, but more specifically the destinations that unless you kind of grew up in that neck of the woods for the most part, you had no idea it existed. For sure. Well, that's awesome. So cool. That's a really cool way to connect with your friends too. <laughs> it, they, they actually had no idea that it it existed. And um, I think about a year after making it, when we were about uh, we were 28,000 people uh, on board of, for the Haunted Historian community, uh, I was actually, I was back home for winter break. One of my friends says, hey, you know, Connor, I think there might be a page you'd be really interested in following. Uh, we, we actually follow it on Instagram ourselves. I'm like, it's called The Haunted Historian. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I can't believe I never told you guys. That's my page. That's <laughs> just like, wow. really, really awesome. That's really cool. It was, it was, it was a start of getting them on board to help out with it as well. So that was cool. I love this. That's just so cool. <laughs> I am a, I'm such a fan. Like, I think that's so neat. Seriously, I want to be you when I grow up, even though I'm technically an adult, but still. <laughs> You're my goal. Technically. <laughs> um, so did your interest in the paranormal or history come first? Or was it kind of just like a mix of both? That is, that is honest to goodness, something that I, uh, I kind of differentiate every single day on what kind of attracts me more. Okay. And I really think it, it, it varies by location. I majored in history uh, in college and oh, um, cool. I've just kind of had an attraction to um, darker energies, things of a more noir, thematic nuance. And, you know, both together really kind of, you know, spurred the creation of the Haunted Historian. But you, you, you go to places like um, a haunted asylum or a hospital where you know the histories are always similar, it tends to be their their aesthetic and the stories and the paranormal aspects of them that really attract me. But then you go to this 1800s mansion in the middle of Hodunk, Illinois, <laughs> and it's just it has the most unique history. It has a particular family that that you know the entire making of what makes it a horror story now is based around the entire town, and so that's more so where the historical aspect of it comes in. And so that's why most of our posts try to be um, kind of the best of both worlds, really diving in, not only to, hey, this place is paranormal, but here's mm -hmm. everything from A to Z to what led to it getting here. Yeah. And I really like that each of your pictures has like a full explanation as to why you're even just posting it. Because there are plenty of pages that I've seen that are just like, look at this spooky house. And I'm like, well, 
anything about this Why? spooky house or is it just <laughs> rotten? Like, I don't <laughs> Oh, the lore and the history is such a big part of it. And I, if I feel like if you don't have the history of it, it's not really kind of haunted, right? Like they go together. You truly do. You, you really do. And, um, you know, they're, they're at, at this point in time with the page, you know, it's, it's awesome how, mom, how big the community has grown, but there's mm-hmm. so many locations that have such a unique history that we can't really get to because when well, we, can, we, we can't get to or cover in the sense that third parties that have covered it in the past, local investigators who have, sure. have been there legally or illegally, who knows, <laughs> or whoever the owner may be, they don't have uh, pictures to provide or it's not close to one of the, the team members that works for the Hana historian. So really in the upcoming year, we're kind of focusing on really just kind of getting in our respective caravans and going specifically to locations that don't exist on the internet right now. That way we can begin featuring them. Because, you know, we, 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 were, we were definitely guilty of uh, what you guys just said there, of really just posting things with not too much context. And if you, if you were a first-time person going to the page and you went down all the way to uh, back in um, 2017 when it started and you looked at it, it'd be like a couple of sentences and then you scroll all the way to the top three years later and you're reading like a short essay. Yeah. I love that though. Well, that's the evolution <laughs> of your page. Yeah, it grows. Yeah, we, I mean, our podcast did not start off very pretty. It was pretty rough. <laughs> so everything <laughs> yeah, has judgment. to start somewhere. <laughs> Definitely. So what do you got? This, this is a, this is 110 or something like that for you guys now? Uh, this is, uh, yeah, this is 110. That's, why'd you know that? And I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to do some. I try, oh, I try to do as much as I, as I thank can. You. I, I saw that and I've, um, I've never made a paranormal podcast, but I've helped other people make podcasts and, you know, they always simmer off after 10 or 15 episodes. So the people who can actually make it to this length, you know, it's, it, it's obvious not only do you deserve the success, but it's a passion of yours. Oh. So it's always incredible yeah. to see Oh, thank, thank you. you. This That's actually so um, started as something where, because we don't live near each other, and but we've been friends for a really long time. So this was kind of our way to force each other to actually be in a conversation because we were both like, we're lonely and we miss each other. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the best way that we can communicate is by right. chatting what about What do we talk about we anyway? <laughs> Ghosts. So let's just do it and record. Let's just include a little bit of research in our conversations yeah. and then uh, podcast. <laughs> um i had a quick question that while i was listening to you talk that popped up so when you are at a haunted location or you're on your way there make it to town is it often that locals will approach you and kind of tell you like inside info or i love when i'm somewhere and you get like the inside local hidden information does that happen often that it does happen it is more of a a recent occurrence you know, one of the most incredible things that has happened, and you know, as, as an audience gets larger, of course, this possibility becomes uh, more prevalent. But I would say in the past six months, there are a number of um, hospitals and asylums that we've covered, uh, where once we've actually created the post and we've posted it, we have somebody reach out or who uh, to the, uh, the email associated with the page or just DM us. And they actually were a former um, doctor at the oh. hospital they were a former patient at the hospital oh, and beyond talking wow. with like city commissioners they can actually tell you like you know this is all this is all well and good like nothing you said is inaccurate but you know get a load of this <gasps> and so at this point in time now it's like whenever we do a post we edit it two or three times because there's usually somebody who comes out of the woodwork and they're like i actually lived next door or this i grew up across the street from this place and like i knew a family that lived there and heard their stories and stuff like that and it's absolutely incredible it's the epitome of 
why we made the page to share everybody's experiences. Wow. So So you're saying we have to go back to your posts, the older ones, and just check for updates. (laughs) Because that's (laughs) that's awesome. Okay. (laughs) That's cool. It's absolutely incredible. It's 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 honestly it's uh it's an honor to be able to talk with a lot of these people and uh you know as as not being anybody personally that they know that they're willing to share what are sometimes um, pretty revealing, pretty uh, personal stories of things that happened, uh, as anyone could imagine, in some, inside of some of these locations back when uh, healthcare standards and, you know, yeah, human we rights were not exactly at the forefront. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, yes. very dark times. So anyway, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Okay. We need to know, I'm probably get asked this a bit, but what was your first paranormal experience? My first paranormal experience, um, I want to say it was somewhat, I didn't know it was paranormal when oh, it happened. Okay. Um, so something that I, uh, I, I actually told my girlfriend this for the first time, like six months ago, and she, uh, she's just like, Connor, make sure you never say anything of that nature to me again. Oh. <laughs> I, <don't wanna> hear. <laughs> no. I like her. But, uh, <laughs> but um it's uh and and to give you some uh, background on it this all happened in my family house that i grew up in uh just in this these suburbs of dayton ohio i want to say i was between the ages of eight to 12 when a lot of this (gasps) stuff was happening okay i was a young guy i was a young guy (laughs) but there um okay there were about two a two-year span i think in junior high where you know my uh, my brothers and i we all had a bedtime and we go to bed we all had our respective rooms and usually when we went to bed my parents would go to their rooms they'd watch tv or anything like that but you know the house was dark and empty lights were turned off and everybody was turning in for the evening and there were a number of instances uh throughout those two years where um somebody who i'd assumed was my mother would uh come into my room they he or she or it would sit down on the edge of my bed and anywhere from five minutes to what because I have a clocker next to my bed to all uh, like 30 35 minutes it would rub my back no! and it would, like it would like it would like rub its hands through my hair it, it wasn't malicious I I by no means felt like this was like okay, a malevolent good. entity or I was in danger for the longest time I thought it was my mother and you know being a kid in junior high and whatnot you know you're you've been a, you've been laying in bed for a while you know you want to act like you're asleep you don't turn around yeah but I, I was oftentimes I was oftentimes very awake and there were a number of instances where once I heard whatever was on my bed leave I'd actually uh get up and I would kind of just do homework or hang out because that person or with that thing you know interacting with me like that kind of kept me awake and like I was no longer sleepy so I I, I brought it up to my mom I think middle of college I could not tell you the context it came up in but I just in passing said you know do you remember when you uh, used to come to my bed when I was um, a kid and like I think I was asking her she did it for all three of us and like how soothing it was for me like you know knowing that my mom would come in sometime just check on me and sit there for a while and I said remember when you used to do this you'd come down there and you'd like be like running your fingers through my hair and like rubbing my back or just like patting my leg or something she's like what I'm like when you came in my room like every night and you sit down and you do that and oh. like I assume you did it for all three of us was it just me she's like why in the world 
when I go into my <laughs> when I go into my 15 year old uh, twin sons or my 18 year old son's bedroom and for 40 minutes at 11 o'clock or midnight sit there and mindlessly rub your hair she's like she's like Connor I think you were dreaming it I'm like I wasn't like I, I I heard your footsteps coming out of the hall I heard like the light the light switch flick off I felt you sit down on the bed I looked at my clock like I was wide awake I've, I've told this to Shane Collin before and they both had it happen to them too but Shane Collin being my brothers and she's like I can tell you guys about any like doubt in my mind that never happened I have never done anything anything like that and it was um it was a very kind of chilling experience We're like okay well, well what was that and we kind of went back to thinking what 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 had happened around this and we actually um you know trying to assess it like eight years after the fact was difficult but we finally realized that uh our grandmother uh had actually died before this kind of started happening about a month and a half prior oh okay i was going to ask okay yeah so we um we now think that uh for like um I don't know, like, why she would have eventually left, but for a good, like, year plus, uh, we'd all have that happen. There there were a number of other things that happened inside of the house that are absolutely crazy. There are times I'd wake my parents up because he, I could stand on, like, the stairs and hear, like, the closet doors in our basement just, like, opening and slamming shut. Like there, was, there, was one, there was one time where, um, what was it? There was one time, uh, this had to be elementary even earlier than that first occurrence oh, no. where my brother's stereo just shot on in the middle of the night and my parents and uh, my my brother and I like all jumped out of bed from our respective rooms <laughs> ran into his room and he was like cuddled up in the corner of his bed just oh, like no. staring at his radio that was blaring and they were selling it the next day so like all right and my Good dad timing. just took it he dismantles it takes everything apart takes out the stereos and the speakers and he puts it downstairs in the garage because the person's coming in the morning to pick it up and I don't think there was a, even a 10 minute buffer. This thing completely dismantled and dismembered with no power. And like a lot, some of the wires even chipped and just, like the stereo was okay. taken out, just blared back on and started shooting downstairs in the, um, the garage. And after that, I couldn't sleep. So I just yeah. kind of sat up in my bed all night. But actually it's kind of a, a funny thing because the first person I ever recounted this to ended up being a producer for uh travel channels my childhood nightmare i didn't know she was at the time but they ended up uh doing a whole recreation of it for travel channel about oh, growing up in that house wow that's that's one good thing that came from that then <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's horrific i i mean I no wonder even, you started this page <laughs> yeah Not, nothing personal has happened after the fact no i i'm uh I'm kind of shocked nothing has attached to me or followed me home or done anything. But um, that was that home was the first and at least only residential, you know, personal residence that I've had and that was haunted. Wow. Wow. That just, I, we believe you. Yeah. That is wildly scary. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, the part about your grandma at first, terrifying. Afterward, all right. I like that. That's sweet. Yeah. But also, I, I'm, I'm the more freaked out one between the two of us. I would invite that. I'm okay if my grandma comes and says hi. That's I nice. do miss yeah, my if, grandma, if, if so I'd be okay with now, that. Yeah. If it well, happened now, I'd probably be cool with it too, yeah. <laughs> but I, like I, mean, I, I will say, if you, if you ever manage to track down that episode, I'll say this, they certainly took some liberties <laughs> in um, showing that there was, there was one part where it just shows the actor who's, um, who's playing me, which 
they did not pick a good guy <laughs> to play the. They now have, I have to watch laying it. in bed, and while he's laying in bed, he just hears this like rumbling at the front of his bed, and I'm watching this like, what the hell is happening? What? What? The, I didn't tell them anything like this, and this like cloaked smoke demonic creature crawls out from under the bed <laughs> and just starts clawing at him what? and like throwing his hands across the air i'm like what the hell is this yeah because i i wanted to uh i wanted to contact my family like guys you gotta watch this i wanted to send them the link my friends and i oh, saw man. that i'm like i am sending this to nobody <laughs> this did not happen this is my grandma <laughs> this is horrible <laughs> okay so we'll watch it and know we know the real story so we know what parts yeah. were producer made. That's funny. I love that. <laughs> Do I, I enjoy that? Um, so Erica wanted to know, what do you personally think makes like a house haunted? Like what are the spooky ingredients to, to make a haunted house soup? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's hard to say. You know, I have a lot of friends and family members who have uh, asked similar questions. And whenever I give them any kind of response, to say, it's the same thing that I'll preface my response here with, is that, you know, I can give the most elaborate answer, but at the end of the day, it's theoretical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. have no actual clue. You know, um, there are a lot of, it, it always seems to be one thing or another. There never seems to be like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, and it all culminates mm-hmm. in it being haunted. It's something like a tragic murder or a suicide, um, a home invasion, or it burnt down, or areas of the world that have been uh, ravaged by, you know, torment and misfortune, you know, such such as stories that you hear about uh, Auschwitz or different um, burnt down villages out in Rwanda and things right. like that. And there are so many areas like that. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to emotion and it comes down to just that electrifying, supercharged, terrifying, spine-tingling degree of emotions that are fear and horror and sorrow and pain and suffering that really imprint not just on the physical matter around you, but the actual world around you. And, you know, if we were to believe that that's what, that there are entities here for unresolved reasons or for terrifying pasts, that always seems to be it. And that's why, you know, this, it's hospitals, it's asylums, yes, it's sure. sanitariums, it's roadside mansions, <laughs> this Victorian style thing where there's a murder suicide in there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's always things like that. And I think it's honestly just the hypercharged emotions yeah. that people feel in their last minutes that really imprint uh, the physical world and their uh, spiritual energy. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think all that energy can, it just, the more of it you have, the more. I think it can be haunted, which makes hospitals so scary. <laughs> I would never go in one. I don't Maybe really I like would. them I even know. existing today, like functioning right now. Current I'm like, months. I don't even want to go in. <laughs> it's not, it's not Currently room. standing, it should be a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, some of the, there's some of the more horrifying places for sure. Yeah. yeah, agreed. So you're from Ohio, right? Originally from Ohio. Now I kind of um, travel back and forth between... Um, uh, where I live in Scottsdale and uh, Dallas. Okay, so you know about the Ohio Grassman, I'm assuming. <laughs> I 
if you can see this if you can see the smile on my face right now <laughs> good guy we the know OG, <laughs> number the number one bigfoot in the u.s is the ohio grass man so how do you feel about him do you believe in him and do you think he could haunt a location <laughs> could he haunt a lo- like like supernaturally yeah why not <laughs> gosh who knows i i mean i i hear more than ever now that bigfoot is just a interdimensional time jumping being yeah, we which love that we've been saying so that much. forever <laughs> i'm not saying i i buy into that or not but i mean i if if it were true i certainly wouldn't think any less of bigfoot (laughs) perhaps more (laughs) exactly if anything he's an even cooler guy right i you know i I never got to do too much of um cryptid hunts and it's one of the things i keep telling my team we head back out to ohio for the next holiday for the summer we really got to like get out there into like the hills and the mountains uh, in southern ohio and look for him but i think as far as um Bigfoot descriptions go. Uh, I was I always really liked the Ohio Grassman just because it's an absurd name, and yep. his, <laughs> his his depiction is just equally as absurd. You know, you go right. anywhere, you you go to go to Europe, go to Asia, go to Australia, anywhere in the U.S., and it's always different variations of this giant For seven sure. eight foot creature, smelt terrible, very hairy, all of this, just general boilerplate adjectives to describe this thing and you come to ohio and we we for whatever reason got off the bandwagon it's just the ohio <laughs> grass man now and then you ask anybody here what is the ohio grass man oh my god i think he was five ten. he looked like he was covered in grass like he just rolled around us in a cool summer lawn and it's like is this supposed to be scary what the hell is the ohio grass man and everyone just makes him sound like he's like some dude running around in a ghillie suit i was gonna say he sounds like a ghillie suit dude he kind of is (laughs) so i I don't know like i don't know if our version of bigfoot just is more prone to longer hair or we just keep seeing him before he gets a trim or something but (laughs) we got a really warped view of this cryptid i love him i think (laughs) you kind of do though He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Every they're so specific in his height. They're so specific in it. Like it's it's not this seven or eight foot monster. Everybody you meet, like you go online and read accounts, it's like, oh, he was only four foot nine. He was a small guy. No, you saw a baby. I saw the mother. She was like five eight, five ten. And it's like this is not a Harlan size, guys. This is like a normal thing. Are you sure you're not just seeing a person? (laughs) I think you're just seeing somebody in the woods. That's so true. I, love I would love to run into him. I hope I do one day. I certainly would too. If you do, please, please tell us, please. That's yeah. all we require. Please do that as part of your visit home to Ohio. Please, like, just, you know, oh, believe run me, some I'm, bug spray and go out into the woods. <laughs> yeah, roll in the lawn. <laughs> Be one with him. If I, if I head back to look for a cryptid, the very first one in Ohio that I'll be looking for is the Loveland Frogman. <gasps> also oh. good. Also good. <laughs> yeah, we'll, t- we'll do that one too. That's good. That can go first. I don't know what it is. I just... <laughs> that name is good. too much stock in cryptos. It is, it's Unlike Grassman, that one frog. was right. <laughs> <laughs> named him after the area that he's in, and he's a frogman. <laughs> They really, they really broke the bank in creativity here. Yeah, they spent a lot of time. <laughs> I love it. It's gonna be fun. If, if nothing else, you know, hunting and searching for cryptids is fun and humorous, and it gets you out to really 
uncharted territories, mm -hmm. you know, having some fun with friends and with some um, local lore. It's cool. It's a fun time. Mm -hmm. I, if you were to ask me, what percentage is it that you think you're going to find this thing? If I could go lower than 0%, <laughs> I absolutely would. I take. <laughs> like I, if I, for whatever reason, ran into a frogman out in Loveland, oh, Ohio, I would abandon the paranormal <laughs> and I would devote my entire life to this guy. Start a I church, start a cult. Start a <laughs> yeah, church. leader of it. <laughs> This is a way of life now, not <laughs> yeah. just for Loveland, for a country. Get the merch ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to have merch connected to the uh, culture. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great time. Once I find it, now you guys know my plan. Okay, mm -hmm. we're here for it. We're on we'll board though. We'll support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll attend. Two first converts. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of like non-ghosty things, I have to ask because Erica's like the ghost person in our in our little duo here but i'm the ufo person so i have to ask like are you a believer in ufos have you seen anything or is it totally bs to you <laughs> i am a strong believer Ooh, in ufos yes oh. i feel like i feel like it's, uh, it's almost the uh, the more acceptable response now mm -hmm, in society we've, we've gotten that. to that point with science where it's like if you don't believe that many exoplanets we've now charted and whatnot yeah that we're the if you think still think we're the only ones you're kind of lacking right now and yeah you know just general knowledge right <laughs> yeah it almost seems uh egotistical if you're like no everything out there not just us it's like really? just a bunch of rocks <laughs> and us <laughs> yeah it's i believe i've been um i've been barking up that tree for years always mm -hmm. i've always i was always one of my family as anybody could probably imagine like telling ufo stories like i swear to god guys i saw this the other night and everyone's like, all right, Connor, like, uh -huh, sure. we're being weird. <laughs> but it wasn't until like um, later on in my life that I actually had what I think, not positive, but what I think was my first, my, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you my first one after this, but I'm just going to tell you my most established one because okay. I witnessed it with a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. I, um, so I am in Arizona because mm -hmm. um, my, my, my beautiful girl, my beautiful girlfriend is out here oh. and uh, she got me to kind of leave the, uh, the cold rust belt of Ohio and come out here and enjoy the much kinder temperature, at least right now, out here in AZ. But <laughs> the summer. very first time, until summer, when it's like 120, yeah. right? we'll go, then we go back to Ohio. Yeah, um, that's good. <laughs> the, the very first time that I, uh, I came out here, uh, I was flying, of course, and when we're kind of descending, we're at like 10,000 feet, coming down through the cloud line, mm -hmm me and the person next to me and the couple that was sitting in front of us most people were asleep i always oh, i have a terrible habit of taking the red eye mm -hmm. but we're just sitting there and in the middle of this cloud you just see this blinding light and it's not it's 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 so pinpointed it all the way i described it to uh to meredith this girl i met for the first time and told her i just saw an alien in the sky <laughs> but um but uh, it looks. <laughs> <laughs> Does this happen quite often around here? I don't want like I hadn't told her anything about my involvement in the paranormal, so <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to land and just. I'm like, you know, we'll peel that bandaid off and we get there. We'll see how receptive she is to it. But in all honesty, um, when I did, when I told her about it, it was like it looked like a car's two headlights like merged into one. And you could like see a light shining at you from the middle of the cloud. And oh, I, no. I freaked out for a second. I thought like, oh my God, is a plane coming? And it wasn't. Because the funniest thing about it was, as like all four or five or six of us in the plane were sitting there watching it, 
it just sat in the middle of the cloud like <sighs> it didn't follow us it wasn't a plane moving with us it oh, like sat no. there like a- as we passed you could like look back and that light was just shining in the middle of the cloud and as we started to descend it just went away oh and i was just like what the hell was that i've never thought about flying and seeing a ufo before and that is the worst thing i could ever imagine so connor just so that you know erica hates aliens and ufos they're her least favorite thing in the entire world so i torture her with them all the time i would rather be trapped in a room with all of the ghosts than anywhere remotely close to something that is ufo e. <laughs> you just do, do you not like the topic matter or is it just a startle i, I you? like it but it's i believe so much that i'm so scared of it <laughs> i don't have any room for ufos in my life. <laughs> i'm so oh you know because uh, i feel like i can understand like ghosts and the paranormal and that type of unknown but the unknown that comes with ufos is so untangible to me that it's like yeah oh it's just so scary i feel like i like ghosts can't harm me in the same way like an alien could (laughs) (laughs) so i am so scared of them i don't know if i'm like need to protect myself telepathically from them or like do i need i don't know like armor combat with an alien (laughs) is that a thing i need to like learn I'm not sure. Like, I need to that's know. That's fair. Things. I mean, that's totally fair. <laughs> like, does fire hurt them? Like, I do. I need does to carry a blowtorch everywhere I go. And just trial and error. <laughs> just have a lot of things ready on you. I know. I just don't know. I it's so scary. So wow. Scary. Just, that story is horrific to me, though. I thought it. Yeah, I was. I was so much more curious because I. I knew. Oh. I, mean, I wasn't thinking about it, but when it happened, and like that night when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know. It kind of makes sense. My first kind of experience of that nature was flying through the cloud line of Arizona, mm-hmm. like the epicenter of UFO yeah. experiences, like the Phoenix Lights. Yep. I've had a couple other experiences. Like people are out in the middle of the desert with like telescopes and tinfoil caps <gasps> out here, like doing stuff like that. They're nuts, but I want to meet if those it happened people. anywhere else. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like be them. one of those people. They're my, my people. people. They're trying to see they don't know and they're trying to protect themselves. If someone said that would work, give me that tinfoil stat. <laughs> well, did you did you hear, you know, I was uh, watching the inauguration this morning mm-hmm. and it got me I got me remembering about 2 weeks ago when um a lot of people in the press were saying that uh before Trump left office that he was going to um formally yes. Mm-hmm. like unveil the alien federation that exists yes. in our galaxy and this like this ex like israeli like military commander was going to come out and say it with him like it's mm-hmm. time the world knew and then oh, they all they, like then <laughs> everyone uh, this is the, the, the israeli guy just disappears no one knows where he goes wait what goes. i didn't know that part it, it's, it's just like come on like, this is this is crazy this is absolutely crazy i i was, I was sitting here thinking, looking this up i'm just like you got you, you gotta look it up it, it's a nuts story i swear if the if the general trump administration and politics in the u.s right now weren't worth wasn't such like a a corn maze to, to navigate and whatnot i feel like that would have gotten so much more press because i saw no it pop kidding. up and i'm just like this is weird. Is no one else looking into this? Is no one interested that our commander in chief and our one of our closest allies like 
prime minister right-hand man yes. want to reveal aliens and no one's saying <laughs> anything about that it. That almost makes you wonder if that's why, like, it got released, like, while everything is so chaotic. It's like, is, there, is that why? I don't know. It could have been. Because uh... the, um, the Israeli uh, official... You know, right before he was gone, he ended up saying that he and Trump decided not to say anything because the Federation told them that humanity wasn't ready to know about the existence of the alien Federation. Right. right. I do. Man. We did talk about that, I think, on our Patreon. Yeah, really I did briefly. not know you were very that upset. they've kind of disappeared, though. That I need to know more about. Why? Yep. Where did they go? Got Who that one them? written down. <laughs> the research uh, later. Uh, so scary so scary <laughs> all right it's a weird thing but yeah well, with your airplane that's um no <laughs> i don't pretend i never heard that yeah like, as a former flight attendant i used to get I, I actually had to quit because i started to get really nervous on planes just because i was like i'm not in charge of this and i think yeah. that's what would freak me out the most seeing something out the window because i'd be like at least in a car like i'm driving i can choose what to do next but in an airplane mm-hmm. You are just in a tube in the sky. And I can tell you, every time I'm on a plane, I always feel like I'm going to see that weird little Yeti guy from, is it Twilight Zone, the old episode? Or Oh, yeah. What's, what are those things called? That, I don't know. But if you oh, haven't seen that thing. old school episode, it is so scary to me. <laughs> yeah, I have to hunt that one down. Now. I'll find there's, it and show you. It's a classic. It's, it's the dumbest thing you've super, ever seen. I think William Shatner is in it when he's younger. I don't remember, but it's fun. It's a fun time. <laughs> if if you want a good um, alien story, yeah, you know, I, I've done some good re- some good research into this stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, a, a previous job that I had, uh, a guy who was working there in his retirement, he was um, a reporter with CNN, the Associated Press. He was a journalist, a very high official, a high, but a very high up journalist in the sense that he worked for some very reputable publications that have people stationed around around the world. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned to me one day this encounter that was never really listed, but kind of gave me uh, some websites that I could look at if I wanted to go see what did exist about this encounter. And I'm like, yeah, lay it on me. What happened? Yeah. And he was saying that they were like, they were in South America for the life of me. I couldn't tell you where, but they were in South America and they were helping out at this village with a school. We know and this, they're just covering. Keep going. I'm excited. Is, is it the one? <laughs> the, ki- the kids all ran outside yes! this thing came down from the sky what always sticks with me about that is once once these things took off and the girl goes in and talks to her teachers and she says they told me all the trees are going to die all of our oxygen is going to disappear and that humanity is not going to make it and the teacher asks her how, like, when did they tell you that? How did they tell you that? And completely straight face, this little girl says, they didn't tell me. They put it in my mind. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> that is so scary. Especially coming from a little, a little one. <laughs> yeah. That whole it's story nuts. is, I don't know if I've read that one. I don't, I'll find you an article on it. It's, it's one of the, I think it might be one of the most like at the same time like witnessed by the biggest group of people like UFO sighting and what's crazy it's all kids no adults were around when it happened it's just them and they've interviewed them years later as adults and they're still it happened it's very 
very scary. I think the scariest thing of it is the detail. Like yes. everything else is like broad overarching statements mm-hmm. of this happened at this point in time. And here's what it was like, like 50 kids could every second of this like 10 minute encounter give the exact recurring sentiment of here's everything that went down and yep. it's bizarre as hell. Ooh, yeah, it's nightmare. Connor, just so that you know, if you ever want to read something that's really interesting, you should read about Carl Higdon and his uh, UFO experience. It's perhaps one a of good my one. favorites. It's I think it might the be. most detailed Carl UFO Higdon. abduction experience of all time. It's a good uh, quarantine read for sure. Make a, <laughs> Carl, Carl right Higdon, I promise. Is it H I G D O N? I yes, think Higdon. Yes. Yeah. I'm. Email us and tell us what you think of it. I'm very curious. <laughs> to know what you Did you guys happen to see that video about four or five months ago? It was just outside of um, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. And like 15 or 18 people in the city got a video of this craft like floating down out of the sky. And um, I actually, I'm, I'm not going to say anybody specific, but like my, I have a family member who works in the military and I got on the phone with them and I'm like, Hey, is this happening? And he's just like, hang up the phone right now. And so I no, hang up stop. the phone immediately. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not messing around with you. I just got goosebumps. And so apparently 15 or 18 people, it almost looked like a trapezoid floating down from <gasps> the sky. Yes, I remember and- seeing this video. <gasps> It was the weirdest thing. And the, the locals all said the same thing. They're like, this thing floated down and touched the ground. About 10 minutes later, they heard this massive explosion wherever it landed. And the military was everywhere. That entire thing, like a like five mile radius, like quarantined off. No one can leave here. And every trace of it on the internet was just taken away. But, but not before people, of course, in today's day and age could record the videos, could save the pictures of it coming down. And if you look for it right now, it's probably out there. But I, it was just literally... You could sit there and watch the video of a UFO floating down and then the military attack. Oh my God. <laughs> Eric is never going to Rio ever. <gasps> oh my God. I Oh my God. <laughs> I have no words. That's not going no for me. That's awesome all. and terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so scared by that. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll change the subject, so Erica. Scared. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my God. What in the hell? Okay. Yes. It's say something, Liana. Okay. All right. Okay. Connor, I'm sorry. We're going to completely shift gears, go back to haunted locations so that Erica doesn't, I don't know, pee your pants or something. I cannot believe this. (laughs) All right. So we know you've Mm. gone, you've done some traveling, you've done some investigations, but what is a dream historical location that you want to visit that's haunted? Dream historical location. Um, I mean, it may be on your new tour that's coming up, or maybe you're just like, we haven't made it there yet. These are there are two spots that immediately popped into my mind in okay. different parts of the world. Oh, okay. And um, don't say Rio. The, I'm not going to say Rio. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go down there for it. We don't not for hauntings, that place again. <laughs> I would love, and it, it's very touristy, and it's kind of basic, but I haven't been there, and the haunting is so immense. I would love, love, love to go to Edinburgh Castle. Was- <gasps> yeah, that's on our it, list. Yeah, totally. That's good. Yeah, we agree. <laughs> we we concur. <laughs> that will do. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond that, I would also love to go to the Arundel Mental Asylum out in Australia. Oh, I haven't looked into that one. That sounds very interesting. Okay, I like it. What's interesting about 
Australia's asylums and prisons that are being maintained for historical preservation purposes. Uh, there, there's a lot of them, surprisingly, but um, they don't let too many people go in there for tours. And it's not entirely frequent that paranormal investigations can happen to them, though they do let it happen sometimes for like popular YouTubers or if a show ever wanted to go out there and do it. None that I know of in the U.S. has ever covered it. But that being said, these places are so immensely haunted and they've had such little interaction with the living out there in Australia that from what I've heard, those that do go inside there, it's like all of the anticipation of the past decades since the last team has been there just unfolds on you in a single night. Whoa. You guys can go. I don't want to. <laughs> I'd go. We're ditching one of you for aliens. We're ditching the other yep. one yeah. ghosts. This is pretty much our dynamic. <laughs> our friendship is conditional. <laughs> We're okay with it. That is, that. wow. That I would like to go to. That's mm. crazy. I want to go. Okay. I, we don't want to keep you too long, but I really want to ask you this. Who would be the, like, most, like, who would you really, really want historical person to stay with you, like, one night in a haunted house? Oh, boy. <laughs> right? I'm like, like, so he likes history, likes haunted house. Like, is he taking Abraham Lincoln? Like, what's happening? What about Nikola Tesla? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I... I don't, I'd almost want somebody who's so of Elvis. a different mind. <laughs> no, nah, nah, it's not going to be Elvis. Could you imagine though? <laughs> Gosh, I, you, it's actually last week. I just finished up figuring out the um, people existing today. If I could have three or four people at a dinner who I yeah. would have. And so th- now this is even harder. And it's just one person. That I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know. I, I don't want to be so basic as to say like a president or a famous scientist. I want somebody on like the margins of society mm, who's just famous it. enough. To, and I, I it, it's gonna, fine, you know what? I'll say as a placeholder for now, okay. if I had to decide right now, later. I'd, I'd bring Thomas Jefferson. I'd bring oh, Thomas Jefferson. I like it. Uh, he, I like was a, he was an innovative guy, but I will also say he would not be my top pick. Again, just a placeholder. There's gotta be somebody better. <laughs> Maybe Amelia Earhart, who knows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that too. That's good. Okay. She's an adventurous woman. That'd be fun. I think Mary Todd Lincoln was also into spiritualism. So yeah, maybe she would. That's right. I might bring her. Get Sarah Winchester back. Go check out the Winchester (laughs) Mystery House. Oh, there you go. That's the... That'll get all the views. <laughs> Make that happen. <laughs> like, Make why are happen. those stairs there? Tell me. <laughs> Can you please tell me why you did this? It seriously makes no sense. This is literally my first time here. <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me this. I love it. I love it. Um, I watched your um YouTube video when you went to the Beach Army Hospital. Oh yeah, that was awesome. oh yeah. <laughs> I loved that and. We don't really have to talk about it, but you should definitely go check it out. It's it's not, it's like 15 minutes, I think. And so worth it. Cause seeing you scared made me very scared. Cause <laughs> you don't seem like someone who would scare easily. So, and I believe you, it's always kind of cool when someone's telling you like, or experiencing like a haunted thing. They're credible to me. So this is very scary. That's how I felt when I was watching it and watching you. I do just want to say really quickly when I was watching it and you were waiting in the car to go in, 
I laughed so hard when they were like, why aren't you going in yet? And you're like, well, I'm waiting for my burrito to arrive. I really appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted at least one final meal or right? something like that. <laughs> I love that you chose burrito. <laughs> it, it, was, it was thrust upon me. We had so little choice. I, I remember the name of the restaurant they got it from being just something only a Mexican restaurant in Texas would name themselves. Oh, <laughs> it was, I didn't think it was going to be a YouTube video. We just, I thought that they just wanted me to film it for like their own purposes. Like, Hey, we own this oh, building. Can God. you tell us if it's haunted? And they put it on YouTube and like, I would have gone out there more. Like I would have forced it if I knew this was going to be like for everybody to see. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. That makes more sense now that you're telling me, not that I'm dogging on you. Cause I would have been like in a room the entire time. If I was by myself, there's no, yeah way but um nope. people who don't know yeah he went to a beach army hospital that's from the 50s in texas and you were there all night by yourself and you were filming it and you heard like whispers and conversations right and upstairs they're like disem- yeah they're like disembodied voices they're like groaning footsteps oh. there's one point in time where like some piping on the hvac system actually got thrown off with, like the, the counters and the shelves in the kitchen oh and it was it was really the um the one thing that happened there that nobody got to see and nobody got to hear kind of happened after the fact my mother was always like if you ever do anything like that call me so now you're not dead in texas in a band hospital (laughs) i i agree (laughs) i gave her a call and i'm giving her a quick uh facetime tour of the um the first floor getting ready to leave and i in the small screen that's showing my face i could swear up and down i thought i saw something kind of like lurking in the corner back with a stairwell back by the stairwell where i heard these voices and i thought i saw it so much so that i actually did it like a triple take like i turned back and like looked three times i'm like and my mom's like what are you seeing like nothing in my mind you know i've been in the dark all night i thought i saw something back there she's like connor don't freak me out just get out of that hospital and so i grabbed all the I grab all the equipment. I keep. I have my phone face me still, and I'm walking out. It wasn't some 15 seconds later. She has this blood curdling scream, no. and I'm just like, "Oh my god, are you okay? Are you okay? What's wrong, mom?" I thought she like fell and like broke her hip or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And she she's just like, "Connor, Connor, something just walked out from the stairwell and ran down the hall." Oh I'm like, Fuck no. that! I'm gone. <laughs> no, I no, no, no. Fuck that. I, <laughs> I don't blame the, you. The, the one last interaction, I turned around to the front door and I yelled into the building because they brought me there to see if they could open it up for the for people to begin doing investigations. And I just said, if there's anything here, I know there is, <laughs> but <laughs> if you would like me to leave this this building oh, no. and open it up to the world to come investigate, just don't do anything. But if you want to keep your privacy, if you want to keep it housed in the past 60 years and have no one bother you. I need you to do something. You need to let me know that that's what you want. And there was a giant bang in the back room, which I completely then ignored and opened it up anyways. No. So, <laughs> so now I'm, I, I have to be back in that hospital for a couple of um, shoots throughout the year. And I'm horrified to go back. You're there going last back. Oh my God. I was, was going to ask you that. So what's up with the place now? You're going back. Oh my God. Yeah, I actually, um, oh it was, it's actually really cool. I actually, um, I run the hospital for the, uh, the investigations that go on out That's there. That's so neat. And, but I do it from afar because I screwed those ghosts <laughs> and went Smart. against their wish. You're like, I've done my job. I stayed there all night. You don't need to go back there. Wow. Uh, I, I, it's unavoidable. I'm going to have to, and I'm going to have to explain myself to the spirits. I know. Oh yeah, you're I, going first in off, hot. It's hard to get them to be respected. <laughs> They're like never responsive wherever I go. And that was so responsive to a very direct question. And I went against it. So bad karma coming my way. No, oh, no. Man. 
I would like to go maybe oh, wherever in Texas you might hear from us. <laughs> I will, I'll look at it from outside and then push Liana in and see what Oh happens. my god, no. It's a cool spectacle to see from the outside even. So I mean, you'd enjoy your time. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll end up in that same bathroom you were. <laughs> it was the closest room to the exit. If oh. I could find a closer one, I would have. That's uh, smart. Yeah. I it makes sense. I can't argue it. <laughs> at all that's exactly what i would do because that place looked big ninety thousand square feet oh, oh my god it's even bigger big. than i thought nope. yeah to, to give you an idea every helicopter pilot and most of the troops in the vietnam war came through there for training <gasps> whoa oh. okay that puts it in perspective that has some really dark juju then wow it does it's got a it's got a dark energy when, when the owners bought it they actually found them um, called ritualistic remnants in one of the patients room on the psych ward and a bunch of pentagrams and they brought their dogs in there and the dogs tried jumping out the second story (gasps) had to grab them and like drag them back out in the hallway and get them out of the room so there's a lot of a lot of dark stuff there both human and potentially inhuman wow 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 is is it okay if i ask you before we wrap things up um where you're headed on your 2021 tour can you share that or is that hush hush some places okay. are are hush hush. Okay. I, 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 I I say that because something that we've been doing with um with Beach Army Hospital, we were in a very unique opportunity mm-hmm. to open up for the first time this giant military hospital to the paranormal community around the, around the country. Sure. And we thought, you know what, that's really what, what we should be doing, not doing tours at places that all these other tours go to and all these shows go to. Sure, right. We need to work closely with the city governments private owners and organizations to open up locations that no one's ever going to be able to go into again unless we can get this opened up and we have a number of places around the u.s that are working with us that from asylums the hospitals the sanitariums the mansions that have never been opened for an investigation before and will be open for for one night only (gasps) and so it's going to be in in saying that i can't say what they are we will announce it that's okay and uh Stay tuned. Probably, I would say probably in March okay. they'll, they'll come out. Are you going to do but, videos um, or just what? What's your plan? It really, it it really depends. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm like like the rest of society, you know, hopefully the vaccine rollout helps out and yeah. things go back to normal. But we are definitely exploring the possibility of you know event bright tickets purchased virtual oh, cool. walkthroughs with the team. Okay. Oh, that would be neat. All right. I love that. We'll be there when these places open. If we can make it, we're going to, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun time. We're, we're actually, um, we're trying to put together some very, very, very short, like docu-series going into some of these locations for the first investigations and bringing some celebrities with us for some of them. Wow. That's so, so cool. So that's going to be fun. Like, I know like the, the first two episodes will be like, we're doing an asylum out in Northern California and, uh, Hannah Brown for The Bachelorette is going to be coming Oh with my us. God, shut then... up. That's my other passion is The Bachelor. <laughs> so you don't even want to, this would, I could talk to you. For I was going to say, if, if we could do an entire episode just gossiping about The, the Bachelorette. Oh my God, are you kidding? Phoenix. Hannah Brown's going, wait, where, what? <laughs> he can't tell us, Erica, ever last. <laughs> Windmill Hannah Brown, I love her. Windmill <laughs> Hannah Brown. She's coming out with us to uh, a location in Northern California. And then, um, oh, I'm so intrigued. That's where I am. I'm in Sonoma County. There you go. Maybe oh. you can uh, come see us. Oh my God. Do- you would. We're doing a, a shoot a in, I think, Central Phoenix is one of our first shoots. And I actually just uh, got done 
getting the final green light from him yesterday, but uh, Frankie Muniz is going to come with us for uh, for that one. Oh my god, I love it! <laughs> How fun! That's so fun. Dude, that's really that's, really cool. I, I mean, he seems extremely cool, but I would freak out more for Hannah Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth he is, seems really really cool though that oh my god i'm excited to see where you go in northern california it's, it's gonna be cool yeah it's gotta yeah, be well, stay tuned for that as well okay. <laughs> most likely in, uh, in march you'll find out but yeah it's gonna be like a very short like six or eight episode like mini youtube series like using some of our, our editors at our company to really kind of put together this fun interactive thing with some bigger names in society doing their first investigations that's really cool well connor this has been really really fun <laughs> i really really appreciate you yeah, emotional on. roller coaster for I me know. <laughs> in a good way <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys letting me come on it was a fun time oh it was our pleasure seriously you did not disappoint at all well, I'm, I'm happy to hear i'm happy to hear that <laughs> You, you scared you me though <laughs> no not at all <laughs> no, you just scared the hell out of erica yeah <laughs> i'll never well, think apologize. of Rio the same <laughs> <laughs> um if you wouldn't mind could you just tell our listeners where they can find your information or just find where yeah. they can see your stuff other than if if it's just Instagram, then cool. Yeah, for for the time being, it's uh it's just Instagram. Okay. I have the soul of an eighty year old man, so managing <laughs> numerous social media accounts is a real hassle for me. So exactly. it might expand, it might expand. Who knows? But yeah, for now, it's uh, uh at haunted dot historian, uh, all lowercase on Instagram, and we uh get new locations up there. We try to uh, about once every other day. I would love to do every day, but. It, it takes a toll doing sure. all that research and writing. So, and, uh, it. we, it, but it's updated pretty actively. And, um, you know, one of the things we, we pride ourselves on is being able to talk with a lot of the followers and hear their stories. So feel free to reach out uh, via DM or email. We're happy to talk and hear your stories as well. I love that. I think that's such a cool community you're building. Yeah. It's neat. Well, I appreciate that. Well, thank you, Connor. And um, again, we just really appreciate you and what your community is doing because this is really cool to see all of the, the unknown and the, the lesser known locations because the world is big and you guys are bringing it all to our eyeballs. And I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Try to make it a bit smaller. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. That's, I'm into that. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we're going to sign off. And this is the Night Guys podcast with Connor from The Haunted Historian. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. <laughs> and we'll talk to you later. All I'll right. See you next week. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. Thanks, Connor. Bye. See you Bye. guys. <laughs>